0: Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Terry Cargillo with us here today, who is a transformational life strategist, the founder of Creative Counseling Center, and talking with Terry, best-selling author to the to of Beam the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life, with a Ford written by Jack Canfield. She's a premier success coach with eWomen Network and a coach with Forbes. She's been featured in many television podcasts and radio shows, including Hey House. Terry's a thought leader in female empowerment and inter- entrepreneurship. Today, professionals and women entrepreneurs hire her to ignite the magic within because most are consumed by fear held back by unconscious limiting beliefs and lack the tools to get back on track. Terry's combined her counseling background with energy psychology and applied the principles of quantum physics to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. The result of combining these technologies as asto- techniques is astonishing. Terry, welcome and thank you so very much for being here.
1: Oh, it's such a delight. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it is. And I'm so glad we made this work. The last time we tried to do this, we ended up, <laughs> we ended up gossiping for two hours and then we never got it recorded. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, it was such a fun conversation. It was like a great time to connect again and, you know, reconnect. Who knew?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I agree. And I'm so excited for this conversation. I think maybe what we can do is we can start in with just uh, female empowerment. I get asked this question inevitably all the time at workshops. What is the one thing I think that needs to happen to really elevate consciousness and help uh, that would make a rapid just... Impact in the world, and I always respond. I say, "Seeing more women in leadership roles," and mm. the reason I always respond to that is because I think women, as a species, are far more emotionally sophisticated than their male counterparts are <laughs> traditionally.
1: I oh, thank you. Yeah, this is <laughs> true. I think if we we're going to stand, and I think that too, we're starting off on the right foot today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're getting,
0: This is called building rapport right here, and <laughs> and and I think what that does is when you have Women in leadership roles, at least from my perspective, you bring all these incredible attributes that we would we equate in leadership, whether it's male or female. But what women bring that men often lack, lack is that emotional edge. It's 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 empathy, it's compassion, it's being open to just having emotion discussed in culture and having it be something than what we might traditionally stereotype leadership as. So maybe we can just launch into there. About where do you see female empowerment moving in. I think it's really important to kind of first classify what is female empowerment because I think sometimes people get it confused and I think this is another one of those like rah-rah type things or something like that. And so maybe first we could define what that is and how do you see women's roles evolving in the world as we move forward, especially now that we're moving into this still COVID, but post COVID where the world is changing more rapidly than probably any other time in our lifetime right now. Where do you see the role women play in that?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think, um, you're absolutely right. And I think that, that women, that the edge that we have is that, that emotional component to it. And we're able to package that and lead, you know, um, lead with love. Right. And it just changes the dynamics, right. It changes the dynamics of corporations. It changes the dynamics of, you know, it it just really does, you know, and I have a, I have a large counseling center and it was interesting because I was having these really great conversations and, um, Um, the person that I was talking about or talking with, and she's like, well, Terry, she's like, you know, um, if you ever leave, we need to find someone that can step into your shoes and lead from the place that you've led from because, you know, you do so much more like these little, little things that are very thoughtful things that really contribute to the company culture, right? And so I think that's a whole package, you know, and I think for, for you know, when we think about women empowerment, you know, I think that's, you know, for so many decades, right? Women's voices were not heard were not, um, you know, necessarily that information wasn't necessarily brought forward with, right? And so, you know, I think now that there's such an openness to having, you know, more women stand up with their voices and being heard in the corporate worlds, in entrepreneur world, I mean, it's just it's powerful and it's it's amazing to watch, um, you know, as women, you know, have the confidence to stand up and really, you know, take steps forward
0: it i I'm going to be totally throw my the my male compatriots under the bus here with this, but it <laughs> it it has boggled my mind how men have missed this you know miss seeing this piece for so long where you know in the traditional model right women are in charge of the home, which is for mm-hmm. many men there's there's so much more difficulty and challenges going on there and i I don't know if I share this with you, Terry, but I do some mentorship work for a group of widowed men. So these are all men who have lost their spouse anytime mm-hmm. in the last, it could be as recently as a couple of weeks ago to uh, maybe in the last decade or something like that. Yeah. And there's probably about, oh gosh, maybe over a thousand, a little over a thousand men in this group, all varying age ranges, maybe late twenties to mid eighties in this group. And what is remarkable in that is most of these men one of the biggest challenges they have after losing their partner, specifically their wife, is they find themselves in this seemingly helpless dynamic of mm-hmm. not knowing how to take care of themselves. If they have children, not knowing what to do with the kids, not knowing how to go out and engage in social interactions or e- even recheck out and meet new friends because what they found is their wife would often spearhead these things. Right. And the Rate of suicide is three times higher for men if they lose a partner than for women if they lose a partner, because I think women have have forged this so much more of a diverse skill set than men do in that traditional model of men go work, go work, earn money, earn money, buy food, buy food, come home, home to home, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's still in this kind of caveman dialect, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I, I just it, it boggles my mind how men have failed to recognize how impactful women's roles are in leadership levels in the day-to-day life in function of their yeah. home units in their mm-hmm. own lives and how they would want to stifle that progress into going into leadership roles.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I hadn't even thought about that, you know, as far as, you know, the, um, you know, we know that suicide rates are really high, um, but I didn't realize that that um that d- other dynamic which yes, was really three kind times of interesting. You know, and and I hear that um, you know, I, I get that. And I think, you know, I think about my own relationship with my husband and like our roles, right? And I can definitely see the social aspect falls on me, the planning aspect falls on me, right? Um, and we have kind of this, you know, interesting dynamic where I'm like, okay, well, I've always believed that, you know, when it comes to childcare, like, We, we both made this choice that we're both going to, he's going to be there with me with the visits. He's going to be there with me, you know, during the pregnancy, he's going to be there with me during, you know, the baby feeding, you know, the bottles, the diapers, all of that stuff. Right. And so, you know, in some ways he's, he's a hundred percent, you know, right there with me in that partnership, but there's a lot of things that I'm seeing, you know, like, oh yes, that makes a lot of sense. But that's that leadership that's, that we're talking about that female empowerment Um, on the home level. Right.
0: So I want to speak maybe to, I think one of the beautiful gifts that came out of 2020 is that it really brought to bear what often seems so cliche that nothing is promised, that tomorrow is not guaranteed, that Mm. the things that we've taken for granted can be taken in a moment. And I think so many of us will often justify not pursuing our dreams, following that, that heart desire, because we'll say we are going to wait for the perfect time. Oh, yeah. and I think men and women both do this, but I think women probably maybe even more so might do it because they're they're going through, they might be wrestling with that, what does it mean to be a woman and you're supposed to do these things and have a family and all those kinds of things too. And I'm wondering if you might want to speak, if you could speak maybe for a moment or two directly to women right now who are at that space where they're like, you know what? I really am present to the fact that nothing is promised that maybe that perfect plan I had of waiting until this time to do this and to start my career, launch my entrepreneurial endeavor. It may not be a better time than right now. And 2021 is going to be my year where I really go all in on myself and believe in myself. If you could speak to directly to those women, what are some guidances or tips that you could give them for them really just beginning. And then not only just beginning the journey, most importantly, staying committed to the journey when they run into those inevitable roadblocks and walls that we all do.
1: Yeah. I, you know, when I go back to, and this is for, true for women and men, and I think 2020, as you just said, is it showed us, it brought up a lot of stuff for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And, um, but I think that this is hopefully in a lot of ways turned on or, you know, allowed people to tap into that that inner knowing that they have and I love watching that come alive in a lot of people because when we when we you know the stuff that we've been dealt with in the last year even the last you know two years I mean 19 was not easy for a lot of folks either in different aspects but these last couple of years I mean it's been really um we've been shown what we've to show be, be shown in order to, you know, tap into that inner calling or that inner knowing. Right. Mm. So if you, if, if there are people out there that are, that are starting to, you know, get the whispers, right. And get the, ah, oh, you know, I, th- I think it, it's staying, you know, finding that true purpose. Like what, what am I being called to do? What am I, what am I feeling, um, inspired to do? Like what, what is starting to, you know, um, take shape and, you know, those ideas that are coming forth, right? Um, You know, start jotting those down, just start jotting them down. And then, you know, Honestly, it's it's really just trusting and believing and it's really tapping into that deeper knowing, like I was talking about earlier. It's just like, okay, this is happening for me, not to me. And you know, what what am I ready to do? And then it just starts by taking one step, right? Like, let's not overthink this, because I think that's what happens for a lot of people. It's like we start to overthink this, and then we think that we have to have it all, we have to know, you know, what the next steps are. And I think I don't know if you and I were talking about this um the other day, but it's like you know, I almost see like this, like these stepping stones that appear out of nowhere and you know, you, you take the first step and you just have to know and trust and believe that the next step is going to come. And, and I think it's just taking one step at a time without having necessarily all the answers, you know, figured out. Um, I love having people, um, you know, do like a mind mapping exercise where they can kind of conjure up some of that clarity, Um, because I think we, we trap ourselves, you know, when we don't have that clarity. So the more that we can get clear about the next, you know, the next best step is awesome. And, um, what I tell people to do is, you know, do a mind map, you know, all areas of your life, you know, like usually do six or seven spokes and then, you know, spend 10 minutes just brain dumping on all those areas, leave it for two or three days because the brain is going to be like, Oh, thank goodness, Jesse, you did not forget this. And it's actually going to create and generate more ideas, more possibilities, you know, come back to it 10 more more minutes, jot that information down. Um, and then go back with a highlighter to say, okay, this makes sense for me. This feels good. This feels, you know, this, um, this brings joy to me. And then I always tell people that Our emotional indicator is kind of our inner internal guidance, if you will. And so let's do more things that bring joy to us, right? Um, And if it starts to shift or change over the years, that will happen. But, you know, let us, you know, find that, you know, let's let's let that joy indicator be our guiding principle, you know, as we move through this and, you know, taking one step at a time.
0: Do you find... I think that at the time of this recording, this is early January. And so this is a time of year where many people are thinking about New Year's resolutions and setting goals for the year. And I'm curious after hearing what you just said, when you when you talk with your clients about goals, do you advocate they set a lot of goals or do you advocate they set key goals? Because, And I'm asking this because I remember when I was first starting to dive into goal setting and how I was taught was you want to put all your goals down. And then inevitably what I would happen with me, and then I'd see with clients' experience too, is they'd run into this overwhelm and it'd be one of those like, holy crap, like there's so much, where'd I even begin?
1: Yeah.
0: And now I'm thinking that usually even with all those goals, there's there's three or four key ones in there that are the ones that are the most meaningful. And if we focus on those goals, it seems like those goals will actually take care of all the other ones too. I don't know what you
1: yeah so I'm not a big I love that this is coming up because I'm not a big fan of goals period (laughs) Mm. because what happens I feel like with goals is that when we set these goals and we oftentimes we put these blinders on and when we put these blinders on it says I gotta hit this I gotta hit this and I'm determined which is great but we put these blinders on and so and then we forget Around all these other things that are happening, and we don't necessarily tap into what's happening around us and how we're being guided and how we're being supported and other things that are coming towards. Right. So I like to use the word targets. So um, you know, we we're gonna our target is to go for bullseye, right? And if we if we don't hit bullseye, um, but if we have you know um, if we have have been aware, open to it we're also going to have all these other experiences, right? I actually, you know, I share an example, like, um, you know, having Jack Canfield write my forward, like that was a target of mine, right? But in the process, when I was doing that, I befriended Patty Aubrey. Patty and Aubrey have have had multiple conversations together. She's collaborated with me. She's been on my podcast show. She's, you know, then I friended, you know, Jesse, um, his assistant, you know, and her and I um, have collaborated on stuff. There's been So there's been like four or five things that have come from that. Even you and mm. I connected to this, right? So yeah. there's been like this web. And if I drew this out, um, oftentimes they'll draw this little, you know, one extra, you know, one little thing out. And it's like, oh, I hit the target. But also this, all these amazing things, I was open to experience as well. Right, so you know, you think about okay, I'm heading this direction, and that then we don't have to. The ego doesn't come in and be like, oh my goodness, you you didn't hit the. You know, if someone is their target is to you know make a two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and they have they hit you know two hundred twenty thousand most people that have a goal, they're like, Oh, I can't believe it. I'm so far behind, you know, versus a target being like, you know what? I did pretty amazing. I'm going to celebrate this as a win for me. That that's a win. Right. And so it's just a different way of looking at it. Um, but I, so going back to kind of those key, those key um, targets, it's like, yeah, like how am I going to, you know, move the dial forward. Right. And you know, what is it that I'm, Um, really going to work on, you know, staying focused on doing this year, right? And so if we allow ourselves to have that target and, you know, making sure that we're taking daily action towards that. Um, I created my daily intentions at planners for that reason, because a lot of people will talk about law of attraction and, you know, universal laws and these principles, but they won't take daily action with it. And so we can have a vision board, we can have these goals and targets or whatnot, but if we're not, we're not visiting on a regular basis and we're not like being, you know, tapped into it, then it's like, okay, it's kind of outside, out of sight, out of mind. So by doing this, it's like, okay, I know what I just planned out my entire year a few days ago of all my activities, all travel, all this stuff. So I kind of have an idea of like what this year is going to look like. I'm also planning a ton of time for, things to come up spontaneously, Hmm. things to, you know, help guide me, you know, in this process as well. And then every day I have my, you know, how am I going to show up? You know, what's my reward going to be? You know, what's, you know, um, what are those daily tasks that's required of me to get there further, faster? And then, you know, at the end of the day, I look at, you know, what's the evidence that's showing up? And then how do I, um, what's my gratitude? You know, what am I grateful for?
0: When you say allowing a ton of time for what shows up, approximately, like how much of that? I'm really curious. Like, how much is planned versus how? What percentage do you allow for that spontaneity or what comes up?
1: Yeah, I would say um, I don't know. That's kind of hard to say because every day I allow in time, you know, for um, you know, for you know, for doubt. for for me, it comes in a form of a download, you know, and it might be an idea. It might be you know, and it's like oh, like you know, even like so literally, um, last year, if you would have said, Hey, I'm going to be launching a podcast. I would have thought you were like insane. Like I was like, I hadn't, it was not even on my radar. Never, nowhere did it say in my grand plan (laughs) or my idea of what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like, things just fell into place. And I was like, Oh, I'm launching this. Right. And so, so I do allow for, you know, some of those things, but I also go back to energy testing. So if uh, any of your listeners are, when I make business choices in my business, people always ask me like, how have I been able to scale you know, businesses so quickly? And my, honestly, one of my little secret, my little secrets that I use is I energy test it. So I'm always in flow of that, um, saying yes to what means yes and no to what means no. And I've turned down some really big opportunities or what, perce- mm. what I perceived as opportunities And, um, you know, 20 years ago, I would have said yes, because I was like, oh, my goodness, like, these are amazing. But I realized that they were taking me away from what was really important and what was really, you know, leading me um, to doing some bigger, bigger things. So, um, but to answer your question, I don't know, like, I feel like I allow in some of that, um, that, that, um, I don't know, on a regular basis, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, like, bringing in, and allowing in for that um, spot needy.
0: I love that though, because I, I love the notion of targets versus goals. Because when I think of a bullseye, I think of a dartboard. And I'm not an expert dart player by any means, nor do I want to pretend I know the rules. But I do know that in darts, there's different games where part of the object of darts to win the game
1: mm-hmm.
0: is not just to hit a bullseye, but it's to hit all the adjoining spaces yeah. in different random orders and move around and be able to, to to do this and then to eventually move into the center. And I think that's a beautiful almost metaphor for what you're talking about is because when we're aiming for targets, it allows for this exploratory space. Yeah. And if we miss a little to the left or a little to the right, that doesn't necessarily mean we lose or we fail at our goal. Yeah. What it means is we might just be playing a different game that really when we come down to it, what's gonna make one, I would imagine a more well-rounded dart player is not just being able to hit dead center every time, but being able to have the the diversity and skill set to be able to aim and hit all these different spaces. And it makes them more well-rounded, which I think for most of us, when we're really performing goals, what we're really after is to be more well-rounded, right? I find that people who are wildly successful in business, but then they neglect relationship with self, with others, usually end up feeling miserable and depressed in some extent, or vice versa too. The ones who I really feel like are hitting that apex of success, the success that we're all really after, where we're not just financially successful, but we're fulfilled. They seem to be the ones who have the most well-roundedness. They're playing a more complete game where they're hitting on all these different spots instead of just focusing on the bullseye every time.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. And I agree. Like, you know, and not, I always use the, the term, sometimes I have like um, clients come to me and like, Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm showing up in this way and I'm hitting this and I'm just missing it. Right. Just a little bit.
0: I love the, I love the the third party contribution.
1: <laughs> I was trying to like X him out. Um, but so they'll say you know i'm I'm hitting in here at this is at this area, and I'm like oftentimes we just need to tweak it right? We just have to tweak it, and it's okay like now you you know and a lot of times um when we're putting out there our targets. Um, we might have an indication of where we're going, but until we get there, we're like, oh, I, that's what I thought I wanted, but then now I have more clarity, and now I just need to tweak it a little bit more, because I really wanted a spouse that was X, Y, and Z, and I put out there that, and I realized that I wanted X, Y, Z and plus Y, you know, mm. plus B or something, you know what I'm saying? So we just have to tweak it just a bit, right? And so um, it's just this, like tweaking process of, okay, okay, now we're getting clear okay let's tell the universe god spirit angels whatever your you know go to is your higher power and say okay now i just need to tweak it just a little bit more right so um so it is kind of a a process and i think that you know during this process like um we're learning a ton in this process of like okay now how can i create that right okay Mm -hmm. i was a little off but now how do i tweak what i was thinking what I was feeling, you know, what is the deeper work that I get to do to be able to, you know, tweak that just a little bit more. Right. So I see it as a process, not, you know, a failure of like, I missed it by this much. Right.
0: How does fear show up in that process and how does fear affect one's aim at their targets? And, you know, and how do, how for inevitably, when fear does show up for folks, what are some ways they can address and work through it or do they work through it? Is there something else they should be doing with it?
1: Gosh, I see this all the time. I mean, I honestly, I work with high level entrepreneur women entrepreneurs and fear always is showing up and it doesn't matter what level we're at. It is showing up at any level. And um, so yes, fear shows up for a lot of people and, I feel like it's just a muscle that we get to work with, right? It's a muscle that we get to So a lot of times when um, fear shows up, I tell my clients, I'm like, let's give her or him a name, okay? Let's give her a name. Um, Mine's Revy, you know, and uh, because she revs me up. And so I used to, believe it or not, used to be terrified of public speaking. Um, The fact that I would be on a podcast, you know, decades later, like I was like, oh my gosh, right? But I used to be terrified of, uh, of speaking. And so again, when Revi would show up, I was like, oh, that's just my body responding to an experience, right? And mm-hmm. so then I started like giving her a name and, and interacting with her because I'm like, what does she want me to, what is she here to do, right? She's basically just warning me saying, hey, something uncomfortable, something new. I'm not used to this, right? And so we've, I've had this conversation with her. I'm like, okay, all right. So I understand that you're showing up for me. Thank you, right? And I always thank her. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, you got my back. Like, you want to tell me she wants to warn and let me know that there's something coming, right? I'm so grateful for that. Like, right? Like, she's got my back. And so I thank her. I appreciate her for, you know, showing up. And then I say, okay, Ravi, I got this, right? So me and her have, have this agreement that she can have the first two minutes of my talk. Right. So so I've set some some non-negotiables with her. Okay. And um one time it was funny because I was doing this really keynote um event and it was four minutes long. And I told her I was like, sorry, Revy, like I understand that we've had some uh, we have to renegotiate our terms here because like you can't have 50% of the talk. Like I'm speaking for five, four minutes. So I told her I said you either show up at 5 30 before my talk, which was at 7 30, or you show up at 8 30, one of the others, you know? And so it was really funny. I was eating dinner, you know, at five thirty, and she shows up, and I'm like so nervous. I'm like eating dinner. I'm like I'm like, I'm, like thank you, Ruby, for showing up now. <laughs> so you can't show up later, you know. But having so first, you acknowledge it, right? Acknowledge that it's showing up. It's here for us. It's just an emotion. Our our emotions are our internal guidance system. It is just telling us some information. We don't have to be terrified of it, right? Acknowledge it. Um, you know, um, say say hello. Acknowledge it. And then just, I usually say, I got this, I got this. Thank you. And, you know, um, I'll go into some, sometimes I'll go into um, like a generative question and generative questions are to allow yourself to open up to more possibilities. So I will usually state, you know, what if this turns out better than I ever planned or imagined? right so whether i perceive something as negative okay what if it turns out better than we planned or imagined right or if i perceive something as positive perception is reality right if i perceive it as positive what if this turns out better than we planned or imagined right so i will usually you know because i think um i think sometimes we get wrapped around and and a lot of people you're right like well, fear will show up and it will completely take them off their game. And it will completely, you know, a lot of times what I've seen in, in a lot of folks and especially high level, um, folks, is just, they, they, they get, they go into self-sabotage. So then they start to kind of back up and like, oh, I'm terrified. I don't want to take this next step. And, and then they'll find some games, procrastination, whatever that might show up for them as. Um, and so if we can just recognize it, say hello to it. And then, you know, um. Uh, there's an uh, there's an exercise that I do, especially if there's a lot of ruminating thoughts that come up, is you know, in, we want to stop those thoughts, right? So those thoughts are not going to help us. It actually engages the reticulating activation system, and what we do is we find ourselves spiraling down. So when I tell people if you're if if fear is triggering some sort of thought, and I can't get out of that, is how we can stop that is just if um, you write this down interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view. And if we say that three times, um, what that does is actually in, stops the engagement of the brain and stops that the, the reticulating activation system going to find the evidence. It stops that. And then we ask the question, what else is possible? Mm-hmm. And that in itself, if we do that, you know, interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view three times and then ask what else is possible. It kind of just, it, well, it disconnects us from that negative and then it starts engaging the brain again back into the positive positive. and so it can be really profound just to kind of sh- shift the brain right then and there
0: I love that Terry before I ask my final question where can people find and connect with you online
1: yeah so the best way is through my website talking with Terry that's ter Um I am also giving away a free book so if if folks go to be the magic of you.com, they can get a free copy of my book. Um, and so I'm going to invite them to do that. And then also um, on all the social media outlets, I'm, I'm there. So.
0: Awesome. Be the magic, be the magic with you. And we'll make sure everything is in all the notes and all the yep. links and everything. Terry, for, <clears throat> you know, this could be. I'll let you make this as I'll make, let you make the call as general as specific as you'd like this to be. I think that, and uh, and I'll also say this too. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question f- pertaining to women and for men listening. I encourage you to not tune out because I'm using I'm asking about women specifically. Tune out what Terry will share because I think there's gonna probably be something you can take away from it or something that you may be able to use to serve, support, and love the women in your life. So Terry, my final question is this. The women business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders who are listening to this right now are watching. What is it that they need to know or maybe realize about themselves that they may not quite yet know, or at least at the very least, they may not yet realize about who they are?
1: I truly believe that we are magnificent, brilliant beings, all of us, men, women, children. And there is a deeper knowing in all of us and it is here and it is waiting to be discovered. And so I'm going to invite people. If you have not, um, if you have not found that or heard that voice yet, doesn't mean it's not coming. Okay. Um, it is there because i truly be, i truly believe that we were all born with some brilliance within us and it's up to us to discover that and then act on it right to actually act on it because if i truly believe that if we were given this body we, we have work to do. And I truly work with you know, folks that, that are ready and willing to, to have a bigger impact in the world. And if that whether that impact is 50 people, 500 people, 500 million people, right? What is it that you're being called to do? What is it that you've been turning off, shutting off, judging, um, you know, criticizing, ignoring, because you don't think that you can do it? that you are smart enough, that you're brilliant enough, that you're, you know, young enough, old enough, whatever it is that you don't feel like you're blank enough for, what is it? Right? And this is the time. And here's the thing. If you don't take action on it, and if you you hear it and you don't take action on it, the universe has this brilliant way of starting out with this really gentle way of just being like, whisper and be like, just you know, you're supposed to be doing right? And if you don't listen to it, the universe goes, Jesse. And then it says, Jesse, come on, <laughs> Jesse, come on. And then it will like, kind of like smack you up and go like, come on, let's do this. Right. And then if you don't listen to that, it just, the consequences get become more significant, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I had a severe, almost deadly car accident that it was like, oh, Like I wasn't listening, like, right. Like I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I had this car accident and I knew right then and there, like very next day, I actually made this phone call and said, this is what I need to be doing. I need to find someone that can help me do this. Right. Um, so don't, don't make my same mistake. (laughs) Listen to what you're being guided to do. It's powerful.
0: I love that. Boys and girls, men and women, my goodness, are you going to want to rewatch and relisten what Terry had to share with us today? <laughs> Kicking it off and starting about the super, some of the superpowers that women in leadership possess, and the notion of leading with love. My goodness, haven't we all experienced the the frustrations building in twenty twenty? Really brought that to fruition about how frustrating and, and disappointing it is to be working in, in organizations and. In businesses where it seems like we're underappreciated and devalued by the people who are in leadership, that they don't seem like they really have compassion or do they care about who we are as human beings, let alone who we are as as employees. And wouldn't it be wonderful now, maybe it wasn't necessarily okay or cool to talk about love in the workplace pre-2020, but perhaps just now 2020 has got us all to stop and consider what we value more. And wouldn't it be wonderful to ingest a little bit more love into your workplace? What could that look like in terms of nurturing you on your career path? What could it look like in terms of supporting you to reach and achieve the heights which your inner guidance, your inner GPS is whispering for you to follow and pursue? Terry talked about using joy as a GPS. My goodness, what a world that would be is if we all listened and followed our joy. If we took the time to articulate and identify what our joy is, and we really leaned into it and we did things only as a yes or no, Will this bring me joy? Yes. Then lean into it, no matter how crazy or off the wall it may seem. And if it's a no, step away from it, even if it seems like you'd be a fool to step away from, which I love Terry shared some of her personal experience about that, about saying no to things that seem like they're wildly good opportunities on paper, but it just wasn't authentic in alignment with who she is and what was most important to her in life. Haven't all of us felt that or experienced that at some time in our life, whether it's our relationships or our work, we find ourselves feeling trapped and stuck in things that we don't want to do. And we know deep down it is not where we should be or what we're meant to do. Perhaps the relationship struggles that we find ourselves in over and over again are simply because we know we're with the person who we're not supposed to be with, yet we continue to settle because we refuse to turn on our inner GPS and allow ourselves Mm -hmm. to follow our joy. My goodness, what would that look like for you if this year and every year of your life going forward, every day that you're able to draw breath, you choose to draw breath that only orients you towards joy. Whew, what a life that would be. Terry took us on an incredible journey and talked about the difference between targets and goals. And I love the expansion that gave us on permission to really aim, but aim with taking into consideration what's around us instead of having to be so myopically and narrowly focused that we miss sometimes the joy of the journey in pursuit of our goals. We looked at fear and instead of running from fear or hiding with fear, inviting fear to a conversation, engaging with your fear, not being afraid of it. I love that she's giving her fear kind of boundaries with it. If she has a speaking engagement, telling her fear, you know what, you can show up here or you can show up here but not here and then having that kind of relationship with your fear and extending that invitation what it does is it creates this beautiful opportunity for it sounds like her to learn and grow from her fear instead of what most of us do, which is turn and run from it and often find ourselves as the ostrich with our head buried deep in the sand, life whisking by because we're too afraid to pull our head out and see what's going on. How much of our lives are we missing and have we missed out on because we've allowed fear to take the reins for too long? And last but not least, whether you are a man, woman, or a child, whatever and whoever you are in this world in this lifetime right now, you are a magnificent being. And if you would just be willing to lean into that magnificence, as Terry said, and explore what's, what's the magic inside of you. My goodness, how incredible could your life be? How thriving could your business be? How passionate could your relationship be? Terry, this has been such a gift to share this time with you. Thank you so very much. This was everything I hoped for. And more, the only thing I was missing is more time. And I am deeply grateful that we get to share this time together. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We will see you next time, everybody, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to